Precious Father, thank you for your word. You have been ministering to us. Please minister fully to every one of us here gathered and as many as you will speak to. Cause that there will be a transformation, a strengthening, and a supply that would keep making us to press forward with full assurance of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I thank the Lord for the privilege and I give God glory that we are able to meet together considering again pressing towards the mark with full assurance of faith. Where we have read this morning is Hebrews chapter 10. Let me pick from 21 to 23. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Please say with me, he who promised is faithful. Can we say to your neighbor, he who promised is faithful. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them, health to all their flesh. They are life to those that find them, health to all their flesh. We will be encouraging ourselves to give attention, to incline our ears and not allow any of God's word to depart from our eyes and our hearts so that we will press on in full assurance of faith. Amen. Now in this letter to the Hebrews, we have a comparison between the old order of worship and the new. A comparison between an old ineffective lifestyle free from persecution if they remained or went back to Judaism. Uh, those who were Judaism adherents were not facing the persecutions Christians were. And a new lifestyle where there is spiritual rest but recurring upheavals in the form of temptations, trials, deprivations and persecutions. I know that there are those facing such challenges in the course of their decision to press on, in the course of their match towards the prize 
who is the Lord Jesus himself. Now, in chapter 10, the writer has completed the comparison between Jesus and Moses, between Jesus and the angels, between the Levitical priesthood and the high priesthood of the Lord Jesus. And in these you find the main thrust of the letter. Since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Actually, I'd like for us to read it together. It's been read, but let's get to that Hebrews 10, from verse 21 to 23. Let's get there. Let's read it together. Let's read from verse 21 to 23. Go. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Thank you. Uh, it was quoted by... Reverend Okeke here, Hebrews 11 verse 6. We know that scripture, don't we? Huh? And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. We're familiar with that, right? Okay. Uh, I know that we interpret that verse to mean that God isn't happy with those who don't have faith. Right? Right. And that um, God isn't pleased with them. God is not happy. Well, that's correct. But did you notice the second part, the B part? Whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he is a rewarder of them that seek him. The fact is, when anyone lacks faith, he won't draw near to God. When anyone lacks faith, he won't press on. Or, if someone is pressing on and begins to lose faith, that person will stop pressing. If someone doesn't have faith, he won't take the steps that will please God. It takes faith to draw near to God. It takes faith to press to the mark. Hallelujah. Can we prove it? Let's begin at Kadesh Barnea. Kadesh Barnea, when the children of Israel were 40 days march from the promised land and God said go in and possess the land I swear to your forefathers you remember they couldn't enter you remember they couldn't enter at that time from Padesh Barnea and Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 tells us why they couldn't enter Hebrews 4 verse 2 uh, the Scripture there says, For unto us was the gospel preached 
as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Let me read it from the good news. For we have heard the good news just as they did. They heard the message, but it did them no good, because when they heard it, they did not accept it with faith. Hallelujah. Caleb was ready to march in because he believed. Joshua was ready to march in because he believed. But the people said no. The message that God gave, go in, possess the land, was not mixed with faith. I want us to understand that whenever a person does not believe God, that person will not press. Let me tell us something that happened, a humorous thing in my house several years ago. Several years ago. Um, I left the house and my wife and children came back in my absence. So when they came, I wasn't there. So they were waiting for me. And in the course of waiting for me, one of them became pressed. And oh, that is not around. They looked for somewhere to ease themselves. Now when I came, I saw them all outside. I said, why are you outside? The door is open. They were fully assured that daddy couldn't have left without locking the door. I knew they were going to come in my absence, so I didn't lock the door. But the full assurance of faith they had that I didn't leave without locking the door made them not even to try the door. So much so that they were pressed and did it outside. When you are fully assured of something, your behavior follows. That's that's just the way it goes. Amen? Now, I want us to mix these words that God is going to speak to our hearts with faith so that we will press on. I'm sure most of us have read Hebrews 6 verse 3 and this will do if God permits. Many times that God permits is a puzzle. Hebrews 6 from verse 1 to 3 Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on, press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of instruction about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. Now, God will not permit until faith is demonstrated. God will not permit the advancement until faith. Why? Because faith is the vehicle of grace. Grace to press. 
Remember Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. For we are saved. Huh? We are saved by grace. Thank you. Through faith. Some people say we are saved by faith. No, 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 no. The Bible didn't say we are saved by faith. The Bible says we are saved by grace. If you get back to verse 5 in Ephesians chapter 2, it says, For by grace you have been saved. No faith, nobody to bring in grace. Amen? Let's explore that a little bit more. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 and 2. To see why we must be fully assured. And that once we are fully assured, sin follows automatically. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Amen? Did you see there? Access by faith into grace. It is faith that gives you access to grace. Now, yesterday night, God drew my attention to this and it was spoken in the words of the prophecy. So, Please pay attention, pay attention. Do you remember Peter? Huh? Jesus spoke to him and said, Come. In, in uh, the time, Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 from verse 21 to 31. 29 to 31. When Jesus was walking on the water. You remember Jesus told him, Come, eh? Aha, and Peter was going towards Jesus, and something happened, and that advancement stopped. Let's read it. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on water to go to Jesus. Like us, we are pressing towards the mark, and who is the mark? Jesus. We are Walking to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Now, God said to us this morning that fear is what has been making many people not press forward in the things God has asked them to do. Amen? And fear is what happened in Peter. And he didn't apply, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. When he became afraid, his eyes were on the wind his eyes were on the waves. He started doubting and he began sinking. Our pressing towards the mark is a walk on water. Amen? And when your eyes are steadfast on Jesus, not on the waves which will be there, not on the wind which is 
boisterous. If you are looking at Nigeria, the winds are getting even more boisterous. I am conversant with having people stop me on the way and demand for money. That one is not a problem for me. I am aware of that. Uh, but the way and the demand uh, has been coming these days, if I look at it, it it's, can be terrifying. Uh, hallelujah. So if you look at the wind and the waves, they seem to be getting higher and higher. Amen? But Jesus hasn't changed. So, Peter's march towards Jesus was held back. His obedience couldn't continue because he doubted. I want to give us another example. In Second Samuel chapter 15, bear with us please. Can we get to Second Samuel chapter 15? When this king, David, was fleeing from Absalom. Okay? Um, verse 14 and 15. David said unto his servants that were with him in Jerusalem, Arise, let us flee, for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest it overtake us suddenly and bring evil upon us and smite the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servant said unto the king, What did they say? The world, thy servants are ready to do whatsoever my lord the king may appoint. Amen? Alright, run down to verse 19 to 22. Then the king said to Itai the Gittite, Wherefore goest thou also with us? Return to thy place and abide with the king. That is referring to Absalom. For thou art a stranger and also an exile. Whereas thou camest but yesterday, should I this day make thee go up and down with us? Seeing I go whither I may, return thou and take back thy brethren. Mercy and truth be with thee. And Itai answered the king and said, As the Lord liveth, and as my lord the king liveth, surely in what place my lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also will thy servant be. And David said to Itai, Go, Passover. Another translation will say, March on. Can you say, March on? And he tied the Gittites, passed over, and all his men, and all the little ones that were with him. Now, I want you to note that Itai the Gittite was ready to march, but somebody stopped his march. Who was that? David. Who was he marching after? The same David. But it was the same David that stopped him and said, Why are you going? Until he demonstrated to David that you are more important to me than death, than life, than comfort, than anything. On that premise, he said, you can march on. God is not going to allow you to march on. Uh, do you remember a rich, wrong ruler? that ran 
came to Jesus and knelt down. Eh? He was running, wasn't he? Aha. And the Bible said, Jesus loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go, sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. You remember that the man went away sorrowful because he had many possessions? Huh? Did Jesus run after him? Did Jesus tell him, oh boy, why are you going away? But did you notice that when he went away, Jesus whispered, not whispered, said to the others, No man, living father, mother, houses, lands, brothers, sisters, for my sake and for the gospel, will fail in this life to receive an hundredfold father, mother, brothers, sisters, houses, land with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. Why didn't Jesus run after him to tell him, don't run away? Excuse me, when Jesus called Peter, who asked that question, was that the discussion they had? Peter had caught a great catch of fish that was tearing his net. Wasn't that? Eh? What happened to that great catch of fish? Eh? Eh? He left it. He left the great catch of fish. Peter didn't say, Oh Lord Jesus, you can come again tomorrow and borrow my boat so we can have another miracle. Peter didn't say, Jesus, you can come again anytime you want. Peter said, No, I'm giving myself to you. You are more to me than these things. Do you remember when Jesus was restoring Peter? That he did the same thing. Again, there was a great catch of fish. Eh? And Peter ate nyafu nyafu. Then Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? It's not more than Peter, James, and John. It's more than financial security. When he said, Lord, you know I love you, then he said, Okay, now you can feed my sheep. Until you have made Jesus to understand more than anything, more than anything, I love you, Jesus, more than anything, more than anything. More than anything, I love you, Jesus. More than anything, Jesus will not allow you to move. Lord, I want to follow you. Ah, foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. Son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Suffer me first to bury my father. Said, ah, let the dead bury their dead. But you come, preach the kingdom. When you have demonstrated to Jesus that he is precious, 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 more than anything, 
more than your life. Permission to march on will come. But it is those who put Jesus in that light that find this truth. Oh, I remember a missionary. I'm looking at this missionary. I know he's given up everything for the Lord. And I know the kind of challenges we have to send our children abroad. But his son got admission in the United States with scholarship. I said, ah, if Keeping awake. Only in yellow ways to Jesus. Wellum may feature. Fend down why? In an Ivy League school. It's not any pete pete school. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, the apostles left all to Jesus. To follow Jesus, not asking what will I get. Only those who see Jesus as the pearl of great price joyfully sell all their possessions to buy that pearl. And when you find Jesus as the hidden treasure, that is when you will sell with joy all you have so as to get that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a relation, you know, it is what you believe that affects what you do. I have a relation who at some time said to me, you know, some unbelievers are better than brothers when it comes to marriage. I said, ah. Sadly, she married an unbeliever. And the years of her marriage have been very, very turbulent. Very, very turbulent. Very, very turbulent. Very, very turbulent. And she shared with me how someone had said to her, Your husband has a bird. And that particular unbeliever has a bird. And in my heart I said, If you really, really believe the word of God that said, Do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. You will not begin considering that unbeliever that has a bird. Should that be the word of God to you? There are how many brothers who are of marriageable age don't have a bird? When you have believed something, eh? it affects the way you do. Look at Luke chapter 19 verse 21 of the talents. For I fear thee, because you are an austere man. You take up what you did not lay down, and you reap where you did not sow. That is the reason why the man hid his talent in a napkin and buried it. When you do not believe in your heart that God is certainly a rewarder, of them that diligently seek him. 
You are not going to press on to invest your talents. Amen? This is what happens when people don't believe the Lord. You remember that believing that Jesus is worth more than anything is what will keep you out of trouble and bring you through crisis. Do you remember when people had come to Jesus in John chapter 6 because he had fed them? People had eaten uh, five loaves, two fishes, had fed more than 5,000 men. We didn't count the number of women and children, remember? And Jesus said to them, ah, you are looking for me because you had food and enough. Then uh, Jesus began to separate the wheat from the chaff and said, I am the bread of life. You must eat me and drink my blood. The Bible said that his disciples after that did not continue following him. Because this is a hard saying. Who can bear it? And one of the things that is puzzling is that Jesus turns to the apostles and says to them, Do you also want to go away? And what is it that keeps them? Was it that they understood the saying? No. What kept them was this. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. It's not the explanation that will keep you when you are going through crisis in your Christianity. It's not the theology that will keep you. Don't look for the theology. Look in the face of Jesus. Your conviction that I don't understand what's going on, but I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. It is that conviction that Jesus is more to me than all these things that will keep you and keep you marching forward. It's not the theological explanation. So in crisis of life, look for the face of Jesus. Tell him, affirm to him that Jesus, I love you. And I'm going to match with you. Hallelujah. Can we read that Hebrews chapter 10 again? Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 21 to 23. And I'd like for us to say I instead of we. Me instead of us. And my instead of our. So that we can personalize it. Okay? Alright, let's do that. Go. And since I have a great priest over the house of God, let me draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with my heart sprinkled clean of an evil conscience, and my body washed with pure water. Let me hold fast the confession of my hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. Keep hearing that word. You see, when pain comes to someone, he hits his leg. Have you noticed that if you rub that part that is painful, you no longer feel the pain? Have you noticed it? Have you noticed it? Now, why is it so? Your brain preferentially picks the sensation of the massage to the sensation of the pain. There is a competition. 
in your spinal cord for which one gets noticed. So, medicine uses that in giving you counter-irritants and balms for pain relief. When you are experiencing things in life, counteract it with an input of the Word of God and pay attention to that Word of God. Let that be the one that comes up into your spirit man, into your soul, into your focus, and it becomes that which you experience. Amen? Amen? Pay attention to God's word. Don't allow it to drift out of your equation. You know, God said, the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25. Now you see, when you turn the other cheek, you look strong, you look very foolish. Amen? When you, when you, when you allow people to trample on your rights for the sake of the kingdom, you look weak and foolish. If you don't believe that the weakness of God is stronger than men, that the foolishness of God is wiser than men, how are you going to practice that? It's not because I'm a Christian that you think I'm a fool. And so when a brother owes you money and is trying to prove wise, you take him to court. But when you believe that it is the glory of a man to overlook an offense, you won't allow anyone to take the glory from you, will you? No, so you won't take him to court. Someone will say, ah, he has taken away. Say, ah, is that so? Hallelujah. You see, some years back, we had a privilege of being chased out of the accommodation we were at. And some people were quite ready, quite ready to give bribe on our behalf so that we could keep the accommodation. My wife was pregnant with our second child and the stress was so much that she lost weight in pregnancy. And some dear people were ready and said, if you won't give bribe, we'll give it on your account. You can't let your wife get out into the streets. It wasn't an empty threat. With our eyes, we saw when they moved people, someone's property out and moved another person's property in. With our own eyes, we saw it. And that person's property that was taken out remained in the rain. Nothing came out of it. But thank God for my wife. She said, we're leaving. And we said, don't give bribe. Someone said, ah. They wanted to, and we had to tell them, if you give any bribe, anything that happens is on your head. One of them looked at me and said, you are a fool. 
And God had that. From that year, 1998 till now, I have paid rent to no man. And I live in my own house. It's a story. I didn't have money. Junior resident. What were we being paid under a at that time? When he said to me, do you have up to 50,000 to start building? <laughs> we became fools. And God turned that foolishness into where we are now in Jesus' name. But unless you are fully assured that the foolishness of God is wiser than men, you won't do it. Of course, there are those who compromised to give bribe. Many years later, we went to visit a beloved brother in that place. Many years later, he wasn't involved in bribe. But when we came there, we now saw how small that accommodation was compared to where we were now. I said, oh my God, if we had compromised. <laughs> oh, Father. Hallelujah. If you don't believe that the foolishness of God is wiser than men, that the weakness of God is stronger than men, you won't harm to come to those who persecute you. You may not be able to go and beat them up, but you wish it upon them, and you'll be party to praying for them to do all kinds of things. Have you read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 7? These are things I want us to have full assurance of faith about. Have you read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 7? Rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bond servant or free. Civil servants, hear this. Unpaid, underpaid, unappreciated worker, unappreciated priest, unappreciated wife, unappreciated husband, father, hear this. Any, you see, this is what keeps me. And when someone is telling me that I'm being cheated in a business deal, I smile. The world says you don't get what you deserve, but what you negotiate. I tell them that they don't understand. God says, whatever good thing I do, the same I will receive, not from the government, not from an individual, not from any organization, but from the law. Why would I not done with all my heart do good? A time came when a fellow consultant said to me, Dr. Ona, why are you stressing yourself? Whether you operate on one person or you operate on ten persons, your pain is the same. And that's a fact. But he's looking at Naira and Kobo. I'm looking at my father, who is the guarantor of 
every and any good thing anybody does. Let me tell you, before my first son was conceived, we had tried so many ways to get phone. We couldn't. That was the time, 2000, when phones were coming newly. I didn't have the money to buy a phone. I, I didn't. Of course, now I have a lot of money to buy phones. I didn't have the money to buy phones. I didn't. A relation of my wife said, by now, I was diplomatic. I didn't tell him. I didn't, I didn't tell her I didn't have money. I just diplomatically said that it's not really very necessary. And she's or said something to that effect. And she said, well, if you are giving, will you receive? She said, no problem. We went to visit my mother-in-law. And when we visited my mother-in-law, handset, SIM card, say, take. That's not all. One day, somebody came to visit my wife and came with a car and someone else was driving another car. So I greeted the person and went away. When I came back, my children were excited. They said, have you seen mommy's new car? I said, which new car? The other car was being driven was a gift for my wife. When God chooses to bless you, he does not look at your pay packets. He doesn't look at how much your bank account is reading. It's not just me. A brother in this Enugu had told his wife, there is no point. We are never going to have a car. So don't bother. Let's not learn how to drive. Then one day, they started praying for a car by reason of the work God had given them in Scripture Union. And suddenly, out of nowhere, somebody called him and said, Hey, bros, I would like to give you a car. Will you receive it? He said, ah. I received the car. Learn to drive. A little while ago, that car was involved in an accident right off. And now, another brother gave him a Mercedes Benz. God was not looking at his pay packets. God was not looking at what he had said. But this is a brother that is sold out for the kingdom of God. I'm talking about United States, eh? so that you know. Amen. Amen. The word of God in First Samuel chapter 2 verse 30 says, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Of course, even here, when Rebo has given testimony about the way God provided for him. Something he wasn't thinking about. Ahead of a challenge that came. It cuts across. It cuts across. 
Have you also read in the scripture, for those of us who are bothered about humbling ourselves, 1 Kings chapter 12 verse 7, I'm beginning to round up. And they said to him, if you will be a servant to these people today and serve them and speak good words to them when you answer them, then they will be your servants forever. Can we get to that place? First Kings chapter 12 verse 7. These are things that when you are fully assured of, you will humble yourself without being bothered. These are principles, seeds. This is why Rehoboam lost ten tribes. Are we there? Let's read it together. And they said to him, If you will be a servant to these people and serve them and speak good words to them when you answer them, then they will be your servants forever. Now let's put I there. And they said to him, If I will be a servant to these people today and serve them and speak good words to them when I answer them, then they will be my servants forever. So when you are made a consultant, don't ride it hard on people. Be gentle with them. Be gentle with them. One of the things that made me happy was a testimony that was given by an unbeliever. He said that in a community there had been two doctors that had come. And that the first doctor, when you see him behaving, you say, ah, he's had the doctor because of the way he was doing but the second doctor, who was a Christian, you say, when you see him, you say, ah, is that the doctor? Because they saw that person as being low. Of course, the second doctor, when he was going, the community cried out and said, you must bring him back. But the first doctor, when he came back, he had an issue with a girl. And they beat him up. When you are fully assured that by humbling yourself, God in due time will raise you up. You are not going to be bothered. You are not going to allow it to get to your heart. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. It is when we have forgotten this that we compromise. It is when we have forgotten this that we agree to commit a little sin so that a big good may come. But the big good never comes. The little sin simply gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But when you understand that godliness, godliness has promise for 
this life and you are fully assured of it, you continue to hold forth in faith. You know, there was this argument about stem cells at a point and people were sacrificing embryos to make stem cells. They said, this is the way to move forward. Some people believe that it wasn't necessary. And today we don't need to sacrifice any embryo to get stem cells. The issue is, what are you fully persuaded about? Once you are fully assured, you begin to run in that direction. Hallelujah. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and confidence shall your strength be. But you would not. Beloved, I offer you the unfailing promises of God. I offer you the inevitable, immutable promises of God. And you continue to run, walk on water. You see, in Hebrews chapter 6, the scripture says there from verse 13, when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply you. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we may have a strong consolation, who have fled for refuge, to hold upon the hope that is set before us. Notice that God's oath is as strong as his word. Two immutable things. God's promise. God's oath. And that is what I offer you, brethren. Listen, the waves are going to get higher. The challenges are going to get steeper. But the word of God can never fail. Hallelujah. For that reason, keep reading them. Keep paying attention to them. Keep muttering God's word to yourself. Keep confessing them. And never pay attention to what contradicts the word of God. Never take such to heart. That's what Joshua 1.8 says. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night. So that you will be careful to do what is written therein. So shall you prosper. Hmm? So, and you shall have good success. That's what we need to do. When you do that, you will have faith. The scripture says in Acts chapter 17 about the Bereans that they studied the scriptures daily to see if the things Paul said were so. Therefore, many of them believed. When you keep listening to anything, gradually you begin to believe that. 
when you keep listening to the word of God, you will begin to develop faith in the word of God. But when you listen and read a lot of trash on the WhatsApp, how that they are going to overrun us, how that by biological multiplication they are going to overrun us, none of those equations take into uh, take into consideration the power of repentance, the explosion of revival. None of them. They are just doing biologic multiplication. Your heart just faints. Your heart just faints. But when you look at the word of God, with them is the arm of flesh, but with us is the living God. They are bad for us. When you keep looking at the word of God, Ask of me, and I will give you the hidden for an inheritance, the ends of the earth for a possession. Faith arises. So, beloved, I offer you the unfailing promises of God. Pay attention to them. My son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Be alive to those that find them. Help to all their flesh. Be alive to those that find them. Go to all their flesh. Shall we pray? Maybe now you understand why your match has been stopped. Maybe now you understand what you need to do so that you can get God's permission to move forward. Maybe now you can see why certain things of the scripture seem to be hidden from you. You need to let Jesus know, more than anything, I love you. You need to have him know that whether death or life, same thing that Ruth was asked of before Naomi allowed her to continue. Our gracious God, we thank you that you have spoken to us again this morning through your servant. Father, thank you that indeed we have realized that we can truly do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Help us, Lord, that where faith is required, Lord, we shall not be found wanting. And indeed, on this journey to eternity, Lord, help us that we shall not stop by the wayside. We shall not be distracted, O God, by the things that we see around. Keep us focused that we may continually look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. And Lord, as we go out this morning, May that faith in us, may it, O oh God, follow us to the words, that as we speak to your people in the world, those whom you have prepared for us to speak to, that they may hear your word and be changed forever. Thank you, Lord.
for answers to our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.